welcome to the Rooflines podcast, produced by Virginia Realtors, where we serve up real talk about real estate in Virginia. On each episode, we break down trends in the housing market and help you make sense of what's going on in Virginia's real estate industry and what's on the horizon. We are discussing one of the key factors that is used to determine whether someone is approved for a home loan, their credit score. We will talk about its importance in the home buying process and how having a low or no credit score has disproportionately impacted Black and Hispanic communities. We will also touch on the different programs used to assist those trying to establish credit. Hello, welcome to Rooflines Podcast. My name is Ryan Price. I'm the Chief Economist with Virginia Realtors. And today I'm joined by our research associate, Dominique Fair. Happy 2023, Dominique. Happy 2023, indeed, Ryan. So glad to have you back on the podcast. Feels good to be back. Are you ready for today's topic? I am. Let's go. We are talking about credit scores today. Credit scores are used by lenders to determine how much a person can borrow for a loan and the likelihood that they'll pay it back. For many people, you know, checking your credit score is as easy as opening an app on your phone. But that's not the case for everyone. That is right, Ryan. According to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, there are 45 million people in the U.S. who have limited or no credit histories, or to put it in technical terms, people who are credit invisible or unscorable. Ah, I'm unfamiliar with both of those terms. Could you explain uh, what each of those mean to our listeners? Oh, of course. So those who are credit invisible have no credit records, and those that are unscorable have insufficient credit histories meaning that they have very few recorded accounts or the accounts are very new. Why are there so many people in this situation with no credit score? Well, just to clarify for everyone, not having a credit score does not mean you do not pay bills. For some people, they may pay bills in cash or never opened a credit card or applied for a loan. Also, there are some bills that are not reported to NCRAs. NCRA, what does that stand for? National Credit Reporting Agency. For those who have bought homes and open credit cards, these agencies keep records of how much you have borrowed and paid off, which is how you're able to establish a credit history. So those who, for example, pay their bills in cash, uh, that would not get reported to a credit agency? Exactly. Credit histories are established by borrowing from a bank or a mortgage lender. But before you can borrow the money, a credit history has to be established so you can determine how well you manage debt. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about how your credit history or your credit score affects your ability to get a home. So when you go to buy a home, the first thing a lender will do is take a look at your credit score and history. The score is calculated using a FICO score model that ranges from 300, which is very poor, to 850, which is considered excellent. Now, depending on the lender and loan, the score requirement for a home could be different. Let's say that someone has a 620 credit score, which according to Experian, uh, one of the three credit bureau agencies, is considered a fair score. Uh, Would they be able to qualify for a loan? Yes, they would. A lot of lenders recommend having a 620 or higher when applying for a loan. As the lenders look at your credit score, how are they able to determine whether or not you're approved for a home loan? So some key factors the lenders look for in your credit history are the length of credit history and the type of credit that you use. I see. Can someone without a credit score who is credit invisible uh, be considered for a home loan? 
Yes, but it can be more of a challenge. They may have to get a co-signer or offer a large down payment on the home. The likelihood of them getting a loan is very low. How low are we talking? Well, according to the U.S. Government Accountability Office, between 2016 and 2020, 0.31% of FHA-insured loans were approved for borrowers who did not have a credit score. Wow, that number is very low. That is why alternative data has been on the rise for the last few years, because those that are credit invisible or unscorable are not considered as loan eligible as someone with an established credit history. So what exactly is alternative data? So glad you asked, Ryan. Alternative data is info not used by traditional credit bureaus, such as rent, utility, and telecommunication bills. It even considers the college you attend and degree you earned. So alternative data allows people the chance to really establish credit scores um, or flush out an already existent credit history without having to apply for a credit card or a loan? Yes. The use of alternative data would open the door for millions of people to buy a home, especially people of color who tend to start off with low to no credit scores. So what percentage, uh, do we have data on the percentage of black and brown uh, people who are credit invisible? We do. According to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, they found that almost 15% of Black and Latino people are credit invisible, which is 6% higher than that of white and Asians. What are some of the factors, uh, Dominique, that are driving this trend? Well, a lot of it goes back to discriminatory housing practices that began during the Jim Crow era, which prevented Black and brown people from obtaining a home. Other factors include student loan debt and using non-traditional methods to obtain money, such as payday loans and rent among many other factors. Yeah, I'm sure it has to feel like quite a mountain to climb, uh, especially for those applying for home loans. It definitely is. The National Association of Real Estate Brokers, or NARAB, released their state of housing report last year, which found that 25% of Black home applications were denied due to credit history, compared to white applicants, which was 19%. We've talked about what a credit score is, you know, how it affects your ability to obtain a loan. Are there any ways for someone who has poor to no credit uh, to build their scores? There is. Uh, an example of this is Fannie Mae has implemented an initiative to help renters build and improve their credit score by having multifamily operators report rental payments. Oh, that's great, considering uh, a large portion of Americans spend money on rent. So, you know, to have that system in place uh, that shows a positive trend of on-time payments, I think could really make a world of difference for those trying to build up their uh, credit profile. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. So what other methods um, are helping people build credit? There are programs in place that allow people to receive credit for monthly bills you pay, such as utilities, your cell phone bill, and streaming services like Netflix. There is also the option to use an alternative credit model, which uses your savings and checking accounts to show positive balances and bank tra transactions. Wow, that's very cool. You know, these all sound really great, uh, great initiatives. Is there any catch to any of this? I wouldn't really say there's a catch, but some people may not feel comfortable sharing their bank information or may not have bank accounts at all. According to the State of Housing Report from NARAB, 14% of Black households are unbanked. There is also the issue of Black borrowers qualifying for FHA loans versus conventional loans. Can we break that down, Dominique, for the listeners? Um, what is the difference between an FHA loan and a conventional loan? So an FHA loan 
is backed by the Federal Housing Administration, meaning less risk for the lender if a borrower defaults on the loan. It requires a smaller down payment and lower credit score than conventional loans, which are two big reasons why Black borrowers tend to apply. And how many Black borrowers applied for FHA versus conventional loans? Well, in 2020, 41% applied for and received an FHA loan versus 19% that obtained a conventional loan. That's a big discrepancy uh, between both loan types. Hopefully over time with more programs implemented by credit bureaus and federal agencies, uh, the barriers that black and brown borrowers face when applying for home loans will decrease. Let's hope so. So Dominique, to round out what we've discussed, uh, what would you say is the significance of credit scores? An obvious one is that your credit score is a huge determiner of how much your loan will be and whether or not it is approved. I think the bigger story here, though, is that by implementing credit boosting programs for those with little to no credit, you're breaking down racial disparities in access to credit and affordable housing. I would also add that if more people are eligible to buy a home, that not only expands business for real estate agents and home developers, but allows those home ownership dreams to be realized uh, for more people around the country. Very well said, Ryan. We mentioned the Fair Isaac Corporation, better known as FICO, in the beginning of today's podcast and how it's used to calculate scores based on a few factors. Now, I'm going to quiz Dominique. Um, you mentioned that there were two categories that FICO looks at when you're they're determining your score. Do you recall what those were? Um, I believe it was the length of credit and type of credit. Correct. There are three additional categories that we did not mention. Do you think you can name them? I'll give it a shot. All right. So what are the other three factors that are considered when calculating someone's credit score? Okay. So the three other factors. Uh, so I would say payment history, amount owed, and new credit. Ding, ding, ding. You got them all right. Great job, Dominique. Ooh, glad I remembered that. Thank you for joining us. We will leave you with a smart stat. 714. That is the average FICO score in the U.S. according to Experian, one of the three major credit bureaus. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Rooflines, real talk about real estate in Virginia. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to Rooflines on your favorite podcast platform. If you have ideas for future podcast topics, please share those with us by emailing rooflines at virginiarealtors.org.